Hey y'all and welcome back to the CWT podcast. It is officially the season finale and today's discussion will be all about my journey of celibacy, all about what that entails, what I've learned, the pros and the cons of celibacy and everything. It is officially the season finale of season one. I am so sad that this is coming to an end, But it's not the end, it's just the end of season one. And I'll be back for season two because I have so much in store for y'all. I'm already in the studio writing and recording, trying to schedule these collaborations for y'all because I wanna give y'all the best of the best and nothing less. One of the main things that led to my celibacy or my, I guess you can call it intimacy fasting, was because I no longer wanted to engage in meaningless sex, right? I didn't wanna do any more um, casual sex and, I just grew really tired of utilizing sex as a way to create a bond between me and someone else, right? And I came to this realization after my, I guess my last few experiences that, you know, relationships built off lust are bound to be toxic, right? Sex is the only thing that's holding y'all together. So it's, it's bound to crumble. You need more than that for the relationship to work. And I was just tired of this dysfunctional cycle, right? I was engaging in the same stuff and I just grew tired. And I, in my mind, I thought that, you know, I could fix things with sex, right? I was using men um, and using sex to avoid my deeply rooted issues. And I just found that I was tired of being used. And I was tired of those walks of shame. Like, you know, you leave in his dorm room when you head into yours. Like, I just felt really shameful and just really dirty. And I just felt used and I just felt bad, right? I was also tired of like lowering my standards in the hopes that I would be a girlfriend. Because it's just like, when you lower your standards for someone, if they couldn't meet you where you're at, like then they're just never gonna meet you unless you have some real serious high standards that's a whole different story for a whole different day but i feel like um you know if they can't meet the requirements that you have like they were never worthy of you or they were never worthy of your time to begin with i came to the conclusion that what i was doing was not getting me anywhere and i was just seeing the same results you know so when you want different results you have to switch it up you have to do something different The pros and cons of celibacy. So one of the pros that I feel came for me was clarity, right? Um, When I stopped doing the do, right? When I stopped, you know, having sex, I realized that I gained this sense of clarity, clarity on my goals, right? What is it that Tamisia wants for herself? What is it that Tamisia aspires to be in life? Um, clarity on what it is that I want in a partner, right? I literally made list of a lot of the good and the bad that I've experienced. So I already know um, in the back of my mind, the things that I'm looking for in a partner and in a relationship. And I know things that are my deal breakers and that I'm not gonna settle for. So I definitely gained a lot of clarity on that. And just the clarity on the lifestyle that I want for myself, right? I don't wanna continue Um, a lifestyle where I'm just having casual sex. It does nothing for me. And I'm not shitting on casual sex. Of course, this isn't, I have nothing against casual sex. If you want to have casual sex, go have it, you know, be safe, stay protected, 
right? But I realized, or I realized that it's just not for me, right? My experiences have shown me that it is no longer for me and I just want more for myself. You know, sex with meaning, it just feels so much better. Another pro was celibacy really narrowed down my dating pool. I'm not currently dating at the moment, but I realized, right, if their agenda is to hit, you know, to only smash, they're not going to bother with me because they know they're not going to be able to do it anytime soon, right? Why would you wait when you know you can get it elsewhere? So I really feel like it narrowed down my dating pool, right? I'm weeding out the lames and I'm weeding out the ones who only want sex. There's nothing wrong with wanting sex, but you're not going to get it from me. So that's just how I feel. I also think another pro of celibacy is values, right? Valuing myself as in not allowing myself to be accessible and not just sexually, but not allowing myself to be um, just easily available with my, my time, with my space, having my own sense of independence and not just giving that to anyone because your time is extremely precious and you don't want to waste that on people who don't deserve it. You don't want to waste your precious time on people who really don't deserve it. Um, and I think also with valuing myself more, I don't allow anyone to just treat me like the last resort. And you know what that feeling is when, you know, you're literally being treated like an option or you're literally placed in on the back burner or you're in the back of someone's pocket. So when something falls through with someone else, oh, hey, like, let me give them a call. And I've also been in this position where I've placed guys on back burners. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm perfect. I've never done it. But you you know the feeling when you are literally an option to someone, when you are literally the last resort. Like, it's not a good feeling. And I no longer want to be treated like a last resort. Like, I want to be your first choice and your first choice only. Not choice number two, not choice number three. You know, I don't want to be on your back burner. I don't want to be in your back pocket. I want to be in your front pocket, okay? Fuck anything else. Um, also, I think that I value sex more, right? It's, it's sacred. Your temple is sacred and this goes for men and women. The experience and what it does to you, you know, you don't want to just do it with anybody. You know, I really, really, really see the importance of sex. I'm not going to sit here and say you should stay for marriage because marriage isn't for everyone and not everyone's going to get married in their lifetime. So I'm just going to be really honest with you, but it's, it's precious. Sex is very precious. Another pro was the birth of new creations and projects, right? So one of the best things that came from this celibacy journey was the birth of my projects, of my podcast, the birth of my blog. Like, I literally sat down with myself. I literally prayed so hard on, you know, what do I need to focus on, right? I prayed for guidance. I prayed for direction. And it led me to this. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to see a lot that you pray for and that you work so hard for come into fruition. Nothing tops it. Nothing tops the feeling. And I really just harnessed my sexual energy, right? And I channeled it towards my creative project. I channeled that energy towards my self-exploration, right? All the BS that I've experienced, it led me to becoming more aligned with my sole purpose in life. I truly believe it. Honestly, no one can tell me otherwise. I am where I am today because of the choices that I've made, because of the sacrifices that I've made. And I'm thankful for the men and the experiences that have awoken the dragon, right? I am literally fired up. I'm coming for everything that I want and then some. 
And I really think that a lot of people who are so sexually driven, they have trouble achieving things, right? When you are so focused on um, having sex, right? Trying to satisfy that sexual craving, that desire, that sexual hunger, you can't focus on your goals. Sex is powerful. It is so powerful. And just making that simple sacrifice, if you're just like leaving it alone, you don't have to go a full two years like me. I'm not going to encourage anyone to go a full two years. I'm not going to hold you. I didn't even think I was going to go a whole two years, but here I am two years later. And, you know, but if you could do like three months, even three to six months, right? You just focus on yourself. You don't give into your sexual desires, your sexual hunger right and you just focus on your goals you're gonna accomplish so much you know that 750 to 800 credit score that you want you're gonna get it you feel me that business that you've been wanting to launch take some time off and you're gonna get it trust and believe when you focus your energy towards what you truly want and desire you're gonna get it it's gonna come into fruition for you and also another con was being protected from harmful toxic energy right because sex is an energy exchange because i feel like some people believe in soul ties and some don't but i'm simply just saying like you're exchanging energies and you could be low vibration and they could be someone that's high vibration or vice versa you're exchanging energies because i was no longer harboring negative energy from other people it just felt really good because i found myself exchanging energy with people who were mentally unstable or who were just unstable period and now i was taking on that energy of instability i was taking on that energy of low vibration right it just wasn't good for me and i realized i was taking on a lot of their baggage so i i don't know i just think that when you're laying down with someone you pick up a lot of their baggage whether you want to or not sex is truly an energy exchange and that is a hill i am willing to die on Viewing sex from the spiritual lens is pivotal. You no longer want to lay down with someone who isn't on the same frequency or vibration as you are, right? It does nothing for your soul. And that's how I feel about me, right? I don't want to be with anyone or lay down with someone. You know, I don't want to get in the sheets and exchange energy with someone who, you know, isn't on the same frequency or vibration. But it's just like when you are with someone who isn't matching that energy, it's just chaos. It's going to be so chaotic. And also, like, I know I talked about protecting yourself from harmful toxic energy because sex is an exchange. But I'm going to be so real with you. Sex isn't the only form of intimacy, right? You have hugging. You have kissing as a form of intimacy. There's holding hands, right? Holding hands with someone is intimate. It might not be intimate to you, but it is a form of intimacy. Even cuddling, right? Sharing your experiences, that is so intimate. Or sharing your thoughts and your ideas with someone, that's also intimate. Being vulnerable is being intimate as well, right? You're not going to be vulnerable with just anyone. You're not going to share your thoughts and experience, at least not me. Like, not everyone gets to know me. I feel like that level of intimacy is only reserved for you know, certain people. So there are some things that you're not going to do with everyone. And I just want us to get out this idea that sex is the only form of intimacy because it's not. And then for cons, right? Wanting it. I mean, that's, that's like the biggest one. Like you want it, but not having anyone that's worthy. That's like the biggest thing. Like you be wanting it and then you going through your, your contacts. Like you know that getting with them isn't going to do you any justice. 
So yeah, it's like you want it, but there's no one. I mean, there is people, obviously you can get sex from anywhere, but good sex, sex where y'all are exchanging good energy, sex that's worthy, sex that has meaning, you're not gonna find that just anywhere. So I think that was like a con. Another con would be shame, right? I think that we live in a world that is powered by sex. I wouldn't say I was personally shamed. Like no one came to me was like, oh my God, like you're celibate, what? How could you do it? I could never be you. Like nobody came to me like that. I would probably say that for guys, it might be a little bit different. Guys place a lot of value on the amount of women they can sleep with. So it's like, if you're not sexing, you know, X amount of women and, you know, you didn't hit this X amount or something like that, or you're not in a double digits with X amount of women, I think that um, that could be a problem, especially if you're celibate, because like I said, um, you know, guys place a lot of value on the amount of women they can sleep with, right? They're feeding their ego and you know they're trying to keep up with their guys like their friend got like 37 or like 50 bodies and they like damn i'm only at 10 like i need to get up there so they place a lot of value on a lot of women that they can see with the women that they can pull unfortunately but it is what it is so i think that a con will probably be for guys who are celibate i personally you know like i said nobody stepped to me and was like oh my god you like nobody came to me like that but i think for guys you know if you're telling people that you are going to be celibate it might be a little bit harder first i feel like their friends might try to joke them about it and make them feel bad for doing it okay so what did i learn what did i learn oh my god what did i learn um during this two-year period so i learned a lot about myself in this two-year period i feel like sometimes i just learn way too much like i feel like i know way too much about everything I think one of the big things I noticed was that I was lonely and I truly believed that sex was helping me with that. And I talked about it episodes back, like back at episode two or three, four. I talked about how, you know, I was trying to cure my loneliness with relationships and situationships and with sex and you know, at the time, I truly thought that I was helping myself, but I was really stunting my growth. I was hindering myself. That was like the main thing. I also realized that my inner child was extremely wounded, right? I was yearning to be loved. I was yearning to, you know, have this ideal partnership. And because I was going about it in the wrong ways, I ended up getting hurt a lot. You know, I found myself in this continuous cycle of meeting someone, we're good, we're talking, we're happy, you know, we're not official. I could experience more healthy and loving relationships and not just relationships as in like boyfriend, girlfriend, your wounded inner child is going to appear in any relationship. So when you're not nurturing your inner child and when you're not giving your inner child what it so badly wanted when you were a child you know as an adult it's gonna pop up in your relationships you're gonna see it so much that you you just can't avoid it you have to heal your inner child you have to give it the love and the reassurance or whatever it is that you need as a child give it to yourself take the time to really give it to yourself another thing that i learned <laughs> was that you can't fix every little thing about you. And I mentioned this before that we don't, 
fully heal, but we do heal to a degree, right? We heal to an extent as best as we can. We're going to always have the scars of the wounds that, you know, that we've experienced. Um, but I realize you just, you can't fix every little thing about you. And it's not that everything that goes on with you is an issue, right? It's not an issue. It's just you. You know, I'm all for healing, but there are some things that just can't be fixed, right? And I think this was something that got me into shadow work because I realized that, you know, I have darker parts of myself that I've tried to run and hide from for so long. Instead of trying to acknowledge those darker parts or my shadow side and try to incorporate that into my life. Also, I learned that I... (laughs) I suffered heavily from infatuation, right? It's like a drug, right? You meet someone new and you instantly, you fall in love with them. You don't know nothing about this person, but in your mind, they are the one. You know, in my mind, he was my husband, you know, although obviously he's not. But I allowed infatuation to cloud my judgment. So I wasn't fully able to get to know people and I wasn't really allowing people to, you know, show me who they were. I think after a while it popped up and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, it. And I came back into reality quickly when people showed me who they were, when guys showed me who they truly were. And that's the thing too, why it's so important to be patient with yourself because people eventually reveal themselves if you allow them to. I'm telling you, I promise you that. And that is a hill I'm also willing to die on. People are going to reveal themselves to you. They're going to reveal their true colors. They're going to show you exactly who they are. It is up to you. If you want to stay and you accept who they are or you don't and you can just give them the deuces and go about your business. But I want to also let you know that you can't change people. However they come to you, you have to be willing to accept them unconditionally. And if someone wants to change on their own, that's something that they have to do. You can't be the one to make someone change. And that was the biggest lesson for me because I was trying to change people. Like they showed me who they were, but I still wanted to change them to make them um, fit this idea of them that I had in my head, if that makes sense. Another big thing that I've learned these past two years with celibacy and intimacy fasting was learning to be more open with my dating pool. (laughs) So I'm going to be real with you. I think that I might have a type. I was going through all the men that I've dated and I'm like, yo, they all have like a lot in common um, besides being like tall. But what I'm learning is that, and this isn't just relationships, this could be with anything. Sometimes what you truly need isn't always packaged the way you thought it would be, okay? And you have to be open to receiving whatever comes your way. So whatever God and the universe has for you, it's not going to be packaged the way you thought it'd be, right? You might think you're about to get this 610 baller, tatted sleeves, all of this. But you might get, you know, a, a 510 man, okay? You know, he might be light-skinned, maybe a few tattoos, baldy, you know. Oh, my God. Am I describing my, my future partner? you really just have to be open to receiving whatever comes your way and it's really just it comes down to trusting trusting that god and trusting that the universe right that your ancestors have a great partner for you they have a great partner who's gonna love you and give you everything that you want and need even if they're not gonna look the way that you Picture them in your head, if that makes sense. And that's why I try to be that person who is sharing um, the bumps in my in my road, in my journey, 
the hardships and obstacles that I like face because honestly, it's okay. Like you're not perfect. Life isn't going to be perfect. It's like, it's not going to be a perfect day every day. And I come into that realization was kind of hard. Like I said, I've tried to live this life of being perfect, having everything under control. So I, I just come to this conclusion that I don't want to be perfect. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes and I shouldn't have to fake the funk like I am perfect, right? I make mistakes and I fuck up just like the next person. And that's okay. And another big thing too that I learned was learning your triggers, right? So when you up late at night in bed, I think that was like a trigger for me. I'm like, damn, like, oh, like I could use some, you know what I'm saying? And I'm going through my, my ruler decks. I'm going through my contacts, trying to see who I could send an eight ball game to. But that's how you get it started. You got to send them an eight ball game. You can send them a darts game. Be like, you know, what's up? Send the looking eyes. Like, you up? And I would quickly, like, backspace out of those text messages. I never went through with any of them. Thank God. But um, know your triggers, right? How does that look for you? What makes you want to get into a bad relationship? Or what makes you want to give in to your flesh or your lust, right? For you, it could be you just got a relationship and you're trying to get into something new. Yo, Deja talks about this in our toxic relationship episode. Do not jump into a new relationship. Take the time to heal. Another trigger could be seeing your friends in a relationship. You know, you could be the only one that's like single and that could be a trigger for you. You're like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going back to the guy who did me dirty. Um, another trigger for some could be hitting a certain age. I guess for someone, if you're hitting like a major milestone, like maybe you're about to turn 25 or maybe you're about to turn 30. So I think that maybe having that major birthday could be a reason for you to want to go back to what you were doing before, but don't give in. Um, and also else, it could be that um, feeling of uncertainty, right? You're being patient and you're trying to wait and you're like, yo, did they hear my prayers? Did God hear my prayers? Like, do he hear me? You know, where is my man or where's my lady? You know, where's my woman, the one that I'm supposed to marry and spend the rest of my life with? I, I totally understand, right? So there could be this feeling of uncertainty, right? You're be trying to be patient, you're trying to be strong, but there's a little bit of uncertainty or there could be this voice in the back of your head that's saying, yo, go back to him or go back to her, right? Because your new partner, they're not coming. It's not going to happen. You're wasting your time. So it's important for you to know, know your triggers. So did I ever want to give up? Yes. You know, I, it was kind of lonely at first. I'm not going to lie to you because none of my friends were abstaining, really. Well, I think a few were, but not anymore. So I think that now I'm back down to being the only one that's abstaining or that is, you know, celibate. And I felt that I was missing out, you know, in a way, because I'm like, damn, like, everyone has someone to do it with, you know what I mean? And when you're hearing your dick appointment stories from your homegirls, like, listen, that could really make you want to give in and go do it. I'm not even going to lie to you. I, I really just tried to keep myself occupied. I was reading a lot and I was reading the book by Devon Franklin and Megan Good, which is called The Weight. And I'm going to link it in my description box. If you guys want to go buy it, you can get it from like Amazon, Target, Walmart, or also thrift books. They sell books too for like a cheaper price. It definitely wasn't easy at first, but it became easier over time. So now I'm going to say like, it's nothing to me. Not that it's not nothing, but like, it's nothing. I don't 
crave sex, I guess, like I used to, because I know that I was having sex for the wrong reasons. I know that I was giving myself away for the wrong reasons. So I, I don't, it doesn't really bother me anymore, I guess. I also knew that I just had to allow God and the universe to do their work on me and my life because you're going to keep getting the same test until you learn the lesson that you need to learn. So I feel like I was failing the test horribly, you know, the past few years, but, you know, two years in and I think that I've, you know, I've passed my test, you know, someone can try and tip me and I think I'm gonna be good. I think I'll be good because my eyes are on the prize. I now know what, what it is that I want and what it is that I deserve. And I'm not going to settle for anything less. And when you are strong in your power, when you are standing strong in your purpose, no one can take you down. No one can make you second guess because you know what? I know what I want. I know what I deserve. And I'm not going to settle for anything less. And it is so important for you to stand strong in your willpower, stand strong in your purpose, stand strong in knowing that you deserve so much more. And you're not going to settle for anything less than that. Um, as for occupying myself, I really poured into the relationships that I already had. So I was, you know, trying to be more present in my friendships. Um, and I feel like when you don't have solid friendships, really, and this is just me, are on this hunt, right, for a relationship. But I feel that when you pour into your friendships, when you have a solid group of friends or you have some solid friendships and you're able to pour into those relationships, honestly, you're not going to be as relationship crazy as you used to be. And that's just me. I'm not going to say it's going to take it all away, but I am saying that. You know, when you are surrounded with good friends or, you know, you have a few good friends and you're able to pour into those relationships and they're able to nurture you and give you what you need in that relationship, you're not going to go searching for it or you're not going to be on this crazy hunt to go and get that. Because you know what? I have loving, nurturing and meaningful relationships with my friends. And also, I spent more time with my hobbies. And like I said, the birth of my podcast is what came about. I was, you know, managing my money better. A lot has definitely um, come from this. And also, last year, it was, like, really big on COVID. So I definitely wasn't having sex. I just feel like everybody had the cooties to me. So I was cool off everybody. I already love to read, but I think that when I was so distracted by the shenanigans, I didn't read as much. But now I'm back reading a lot. I actually do have a book goal. It's 2021, so I'm trying to read 21 books. I'm like halfway there, but I'm slipping, honestly. I have until the end of the year. So I will update y'all if I complete this 21 book challenge. Also, uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, and I can link the podcast that I listen to and that I thoroughly enjoy. I also watched a lot of YouTube sermons because church was closed and church is also still closed. I haven't watched a YouTube sermon in a really long time though, actually, but I definitely do spend more time with my hobbies, like reading, writing, journaling all the time, um, listening to podcasts and I did a lot of shadow work too. Um, and as for the journaling aspect, um, I just wrote a lot about my thoughts and my concerns and you know, self-reflecting and reflecting on what I want to accomplish. And when you see your thoughts down on paper, it just provides so much more clarity. Um, it gives you so much more steam to keep pushing and to keep going after what it is that you want. It's something about writing it down that becomes so much more empowering. And that's one of the reasons that I love to journal. And I tend to recommend that you journal too. 
you know, these past two years also, which was a, a good thing for me is I made peace with my past too. Um, and I'm not going to say that you need to forgive everyone that has done you a certain way. Obviously, you can live life without forgiving people. That's totally up to you. But I cleared up a lot of things because I feel that there were some things that were left unsaid and I didn't want to continue on in life kind of leaving the door open. It wasn't fully open, but the doors to my previous relationships weren't fully closed. And so I needed to close those doors for my peace, for my sanity. And I actually had a lot of guys come, you know, in my messages, you know, saying like, hey, like I truly apologize for the way that I've acted. I was immature at the time, yada, yada, yada. And not that those apologies didn't mean anything to me because they did, but in a way, when you go through things, or at least for me, I've already healed and I moved on without their apology. Like sometimes you just have to go through life moving on without an apology. Like not everyone is going to take accountability for the hurt and the pain that they've caused you, but you still have to move on. So that's that's really where I was. Like not that their apologies didn't mean anything to me. It wasn't like it's too little too late. It's just in a sense that I've already moved forward without their apology. And I don't want you to be that person where you're waiting around angry, where you're waiting around bitter and you're hurt and you're in pain because you're waiting for an apology. It's not a good feeling. You have to move on. Not everyone is going to apologize to you. Also, I'm very spiritually aware and more spiritually mature. And I realize that the more aware you are of people's bullshit, okay, you're not going to give in. You know, I was sent so many distractions and I know I was being tested. I know I was being tested. And to this day, I'm still being tested. But you know what? I'm not giving in. You know what I mean? When you are coming in my DMs or you're messaging me or you step into me crazy, I can already read you like my favorite book. I already know what your intentions are. I already know how you're coming. You know what I mean? And these type of people, I wasn't as aware back then, but I'm so aware now. And I'm like, uh-uh. That's not happening. I'm like, I know what I want now. And initially I did feel bad, like curving men. Um, and I realized I was just way too nice before. But now I don't feel bad. Um, I know that I needed the time to myself. And even now I still need time to myself. And so uh, setting a boundary before, like simply by saying no, like I just felt so bad or saying like, hey, like, I'm not interested, but you go ahead. You be easy, kid. Yo, focus on yourself. No, seriously, focus on yourself. Do not be in my messages playing with me. I don't have time. I don't want, I don't want to deal with it. The main takeaways is learning to stay patient. And this isn't just being patient for sex, but being patient for a partnership. If that is something that you desire. Um, I know that I do want a partnership. But my desperation for one isn't there. Like, I used to be so desperate for a relationship, you know, just to say that I had someone. And look where that got me. Hurt, heartbroken, scarred, right? Wounded. But, you know, I'm looking at the bright side of things. I'm just much more, like I said, aware. I have much more clarity. I'm in a space where I truly, I believe that you go through dark times and you go through sadness and pain and hurt. And it's necessary for your journey. It's necessary for your evolution, right? A lot of things that happen to us, it only helps us evolve as an individual. It helps us become the better or 
it helps push us to become the best version of ourselves. So um, I've realized that I'm not desperate for a relationship like I used to be. And I'm going to give it to you real. If you're desperate for a relationship, you have a lot of work to do. Look at your why for wanting a relationship, right? Why do you want to be in a relationship? Because you're lonely? Because you're tired of sleeping alone at night? You want to take Instagram pics like those Instagram couples? Look at your why. And if you fall in any of those categories that I just mentioned, I'm so sorry. But that is a shitty excuse or reason for wanting to be in a relationship. Yeah, that was my rant. Um, I'm not even sure when I'll like ever have sex again. Um, I know that if who I'm with ain't meeting my said requirements, okay, then I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm not trying to be intimate with anyone. Have you heard about Anchor, the most easiest way for you to make a podcast? Let me explain. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's literally everything that you need for your podcast in one place. And did I mention that it's free? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the season finale. I did not forget about y'all. I am going to do another James episode, but it will be in season two. I'm trying to rest, rejuvenate, get these collabs going because I have so much for season two. I'm so excited. First and foremost, from the top, bottom, and sides of my heart, I want to thank you all who have um, supported me from the jump. Okay, when you start in something new, it is scary. It is scary as hell. Okay, I ain't even gonna lie to you. It's scary. But I want to thank you to everyone who has been so supportive because this is something that I've been talking about doing for so long and to see it into come into fruition is beautiful. When you have been planning to do something, to see it come into fruition, it is beautiful. Nothing tops the feeling. Nothing at all. And I really want to thank you to everyone who has supported me from the jump everybody and i don't forget anything and i want to thank you all anyway that you show me some support i appreciate it so 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 much and i'm excited to keep this podcast going i have like i said i have so much in store for season two i can jump off a cliff right now because i'm just so excited but i might die so i won't do that but i cannot wait for season two um i have a lot that i want to do and if you are interested in a collab please let me know follow me on instagram at the cwt podcast and also check out my blog my website i'm gonna probably make a member section because i'm trying to build a little bit of a community so i definitely want people to be able to share their thoughts their experiences their wisdom their knowledge things of that nature my website is chatwitht.com um again i just thank you so much i truly hope that you have learned something from these past 13 episodes and i truly hope that i've sparked some sort of change or that i've given you some really good info and wisdom that you will keep with you forever um i thank you so much guys for rocking with me it truly means so so much i love y'all so much and i cannot wait to see you guys on the next episode of chat with tea